0: Welcome to Bad Teacher Tales. As you listen to this episode, keep in mind that this is a self-produced and edited podcast with no prior knowledge of how podcasts work. I have learned and grown since these earlier episodes. I promise the quality gets better as you move through season one and into season two. As an educator, I value the learning process and work to give my students grace as they make mistakes along the way. Please allow us these same considerations while listening to these earlier episodes. Thank you.
1: Welcome to Bad Teacher Tales, where each week we share the good, the bad, and the the what-the-hell of daily teacher life. We'll expose workplace woes that range from unrealistic to impossibly asinine. We'll postulate on parental problems and admin antics. We might even learn a helpful tip or trick. And while we may be bad teachers, we will always leave remembering our why. Those beautiful, bright, baffling students. The opinions read in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the hosts or bad teacher tales. Some language and situations may be unsuitable for children. Ironic, I know. Listener discretion is advised.
0: So, okay, so when we had lunch, I was telling you that my daughter was having, like, severe, severe, like, separation anxiety. And, like, the Grinch was, like playing a huge part in that. So I made the Grinch spray. I did make it. Um, Okay. And she sprays it every night and she sprays it every morning. Life is great. Right. Um, So, so just, just so anyone that's listening, if they don't know, I call it monster spray. Oh yeah. Right. And so I just take some water and baby oil and some glitter and a, in a spray bottle, like one of those little tiny spritz bottles. And you call it monster spray and you can spray the room so that it keeps the monsters away from invading your nightmares, which is wonderful. And my daughter loves it. She loves it. Um, however, we have now leveled up. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so we haven't been able to sleep. Like my husband and I haven't been able to sleep in the same bed for like the last week. So every other night okay. we're alternating who sleeps in the room with her uh, been there. And so last night, <laughs> so we were sleeping on an air mattress and then my cat decided to make too many biscuits on the air mattress. Um, and so we moved a recliner in there and life was great. I was sleeping so well. I slept so well that I capsized the recliner at like 1:30 in the morning. And I did a oh, whole goodness. somersault into uh. <laughs> the closet. (laughs) But it was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And I texted my husband as I'm still like curled up inside the closet. I'm like, Hey, are you by chance still awake right now?
1: (laughs) Didn't get a response.
0: I was like, okay, got it. (laughs) So I had to do everything. And you know what? That little child stayed asleep the entire time. How do they do that? How do they do that? How do they do that? I could like, I can get up and open the door to go to the bathroom. And she's like, what are you doing? Right. Cause she knew that your <laughs> presence has been removed from her space and they feel that in their bones, but somehow, <laughs> but somehow me full on capsizing this recliner. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh it my was- gosh. It It was was amazing. Are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Luckily, her closet has a whole bunch of stuffed animals in it. So I had a pretty solid landing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. You ready (laughs) for our first story? Yeah. Okay. So this one is called Maybe I Should Stay and it is from an elementary self-contained teacher in Houston, Texas, and here it goes. It was my first teaching job and first day on campus a couple weeks into the school year. HR was still processing my paperwork, but the principal had invited me to come in for an hour to see my room and meet my first set of students. She walked me down the hall, pointing out the different rooms and introducing me to one of the other first grade teachers with whom I would be working. As we approached my new classroom, I could hear the children from beyond the door. I entered and was overwhelmed with the atmosphere that confronted me. The students were all over the place, some sitting in desks, some on desks. Some bunched around the substitute, some running around the room, others rushing to confirm I was the new teacher. (laughs) The sub was yelling at a student, though I couldn't determine which. The principal excused herself to return to her office, where I later learned she would stay 90% of the school year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've definitely had a principal like that. Man, what a great introduction to this classroom. and the principal's just like peace <laughs> here you luck. go bye <laughs> don't even officially work here yet later <laughs> maybe, maybe she thought she was getting a little extra free uh labor or something <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh but the principal excused herself to her office and she'd stay there for 90 for percent of the school year that's 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 a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. A principal that's willing to come out and, you know, interact with the students, get to know the students, be present. The students oh, yeah. know that they exist. Man, I loved it. I could just text my principal and be like, Hey, we're doing this really cool thing in my classroom, come down and see it. And they would be there and like 0.2 seconds. It's like amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've got principals like that now as well. That's, and it's, The amount of support you feel when you're able to communicate and have those people show up. It makes the world a difference to the kids. Oh, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's more. The place was a disaster. There was a bookshelf in the back with, not exaggerating, two full feet high and maybe six feet wide of papers, textbooks, and reading books just sitting atop it not organized or even looking like it had been touched in years. Mm -hmm. There were no decorations or color anywhere. The walls were bare and uninviting. Desks were not placed in any logical manner, facing several different ways, (laughs) grouped in some areas, obviously moved by students to fit their own desires. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, I wonder who runs this classroom. Uh, Broken pencils and food wrappers littered the floor. Oh Oh, my goodness. That is my biggest pet peeve. If it's like like a rogue pencil or a rogue pen, whatever, it happens. But food wrappers, come on now. Right? And broken (laughs) pencils, like, you know, that's trash at this point. I'm with you on the rogue pencils. I like those because it means I have one to give to the next student that doesn't. Exactly. Yeah, you leave your pencil. Now it's a loner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or I just gift it to someone because I don't know who it belongs to. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? This is really indicative of like how we come in um, when we're even just kind of every year. For some teachers, I know they have to take everything down off the walls and remove all their personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have to do that. I, I have to do that. I had to take everything off my walls before this summer. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I wouldn't decorate as much if I had to do that. And, you know, I love my wonderful Harry Potter decorated room. And see, that's what I'm going maybe- for. I want to decorate it. Harry uh, Potter. Ugh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spend more time there during the school year than I do at my own home. I got to feel comfortable. So exactly. I decorate- yeah. And be welcoming, inviting for the kiddos as well. But um, but yeah, I remember coming in my first day, just absolutely nothing on the walls. Just sterile and well I so I can imagine what this teacher is seeing Good. and I'm imagining these kids just like running around like crazy people and sitting on desks and um, <laughs> have you seen that movie it's called kindergarten cop and it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it I have that's seen exactly, exactly what I'm imagining right now I'm <laughs> imagining like spitballs and paper airplanes <laughs> Now she doesn't say any of that was happening, but (laughs) in my mind, it does. It makes, it makes the mental image better or not better, but you know what I mean? More interesting, more interesting for our creative minds, you know? Yes. So despite the uneasiness, the state of the room brought on, I stooped down to meet my kids. Uh, I always call them my kids too, not my students. Same. Many were full of smiles and excitement and my uneasiness quickly dissipated. Some were unsure and suspicious of me, others wanted to hug and tell me their life story right away. Yep. <laughs> I hugged those who wanted it and told them that we would have plenty of time to get to know each other, but so for now <laughs> I wanted to observe their sub and see what they did during the day. It immediately became apparent the sub had no intention of teaching me or even the students anything. Uh-huh. Great. Within, <laughs> within two minutes of my arrival, she told me she needed to use the restroom and left before I could conjure a response. I was taken aback, not only by her lack of manners, but her willingness to leave a stranger alone with her room full of kids. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh man. Oof, not uh. Okay. The district's background check had not even been completed. I was not even officially licensed, but on a probationary teaching certificate, this gets better, for all she knew, I could be some crazy mass-murdering psychopath who targeted children, and yet here I was, alone in the classroom with 25 little humans, waiting to see what I would do. (laughs) I love it so much! I mean... From I mean, the last description I, you know first the principal's like peace then the sub's like peace and then I, it's like oh okay then, you know i almost don't blame the sub right now she's like i just need a break girl just truly you know don't let them die for a few minutes i just gotta pee you know i don't know the principal <laughs> wasn't helping god no I went to put my purse down behind the teacher's desk and noticed several bottles sitting on the desk. Um, you gotta be kidding me, I thought. On top of leaving a bunch of six year olds with a potential mass, mass murderer, <laughs> she left them with a bunch of prescription pills within reach. <sighs> I
1: I'm made sorry. a
0: note <laughs> to keep an eye on the bottles and turn back to the children. Oh, my, oh goodness. my gosh, that makes me so nervous. The, the <laughs> just sheer number of potential lawsuits that I've already read. Just everything, <laughs> like, oh my god. Okay. Ooh. All right, let's okay. see. It's got to get better at some point, right? It's got to. <laughs> there didn't seem to be anything in particular they were working on. I asked what they were supposed to be doing for work and learned that there were no set lessons. They brought to my attention that a couple of the paper stacks on the back bookshelf were completed assignments worksheets really that had they had been working on for the last week. The expectation was to complete a worksheet or coloring page, bring it to the substitute, and get a new one and that's all they did. All day. Worksheet, coloring page, worksheet, coloring page. <sighs> My heart is breaking. I asked if there were different kinds of worksheets, you know, math, science, history. Not really, they responded. A few students told me that they just did the coloring pages because they didn't know what to do on the worksheets and the sub wouldn't tell them. Oh my gosh. Okay, so she said a bunch of six year olds. She said elementary and six year olds. It's gotta be what? Kindergarten, first grade? That's kindergarten. Uh, those poor babies. Those poor babies. Here's, Here's your work, but I don't know what to... I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> Have fun! <laughs> don't like it? Color. All day long? Like, even kids get tired of coloring. Yes. Oh my gosh. So at least 20 minutes had elapsed since the sub went to the restroom. <laughs> That's in quotes, by the way. And by the time she returned, I wasn't sure I should leave her alone with these kids. You make a valid point. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think I would want to leave. Ugh. Absolutely not. Okay. So I think that was the end of that story, but she has a postscript or he, I'm assuming she, because, well. <laughs> okay. Postscript. I later found out that my class roster was formed because the school had more kids enrolled in that grade than anticipated, and they needed a third class. Okay. Okay. Well, the principal, not wanting to create additional work for herself, a common theme throughout the year, asked the other oh my gosh, Ask the other teachers in the grade to decide which kids they wanted to put in that third class. Let that sink in a moment. The teachers had a month to get to know these students and were given the opportunity to choose which kids were removed from their classroom. Suffice to say it was a rough first year. That's awful. Oh my! But goodness. also not gonna lie if I were ever given that option i'm i'm just saying (laughs) you you know i'd like to think i wouldn't (laughs) oh absolutely i would love to be like oh i would absolutely i will cherish every single one of these green beans that come into my classroom but i know for a Um, fact that a lot of them are going to be the bane of my existence (laughs) I'd like to think that if I knew that there was a new teacher coming in that I would be considerate enough not to choose all the kids that I needed out of my class but by the sounds of it that's what happened (laughs) that is the worst kind of worded in the way that like they just got to choose and she was left with the all the kids with probably behavior problems Mm, yeah I and see, mean, I the wouldn't do that. The paper planes, like yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. do that. I would, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna pick a kid that doesn't vibe with me sometimes, but then I'm also gonna pick a kid that I know does very good work with me. Right, like okay, like I got what I got five kids that you know sometimes contribute to my headache. So maybe two of them, or even maybe three, if I'm that teacher, goes to the new class, but not five. Yeah, Not that's a whole insane. Half of the classroom full. Oh, that's insane. That poor teacher. Oy. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so this is the why we do this. Okay, this is from an elementary self-contained teacher from Houston, Texas, and this says, "I used to teach first grade, and we had an interactive calendar weather circle we would do daily." Once when we were talking about the calendar and the days of the week, I asked a student what day it was Friday, they said, and how do you know it's Friday, I asked, expecting her to point to the calendar and how that day's date was under the Friday label, etc. Instead, the student says, because all the teachers are wearing jeans. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good indicator though. If you're still trying to figure stuff out and you're like, okay, if it's the day before the weekend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. That's uh, adorable. And then it goes, I don't think I have ever had a harder time holding in my laughter, man. I wouldn't have held in my laughter. I would have, I, full know, on. I, I would have squawked laughing so hard at that. So <laughs> that student must've been like, Incredibly sincere or something for her to think that she didn't want to like break this child's heart. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, and, you, I'm know, with you that, that could have been a very as easy. Ez- 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 that could have been a very easy segue. Well, yes, because every Friday, teachers wear jeans. <laughs> 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 I love that's it. the only day we're allowed to wear jeans, and we <laughs> live. We live for our jeans. <laughs> we live for our jeans day. And then I have it- um, I have a coworker. Oh, sorry. Did you want? Oh, you're finish? fine. Yeah, no, good. Okay, so I have a coworker, and um, so we get like jean passes, and he like doesn't use his jean passes because he doesn't ever wear jeans. And first, first of all, there's got to be something wrong with you, but also because he loves me, he always is willing to share his jean pass. And gift it to me and I hope that uh I'm allowed to do that because I get the gene pass hey you know <laughs> what it, it's it, as long as no one else knows it's fine it's totally fine right right no <laughs> one else will know that now not one single person not one single um, person okay. <laughs> but you know it's the little things it's and the little things are the little things and then the last sentence of this says moments like this, being reminded how observant our youth can be, keep me going back. Oh. Yeah. And it, it really is the little things like whenever teacher appreciation week comes around and like the kids bring you little gifts and things like that. And they're like, oh, oh, I always see you eating this kind of chocolate. So I got you this kind of chocolate. And I'm like, oh, that's so I love cute. That. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it sounds like, um, you know, I've got the opposite problem. Problem? No, it's not a problem. (laughs) But, um, you know, she she's saying that she's reminded that this first grader is observant, maybe more so than she originally thought. And I often have to remind myself or am reminded by my students um, that in middle school, they are still young, they're babies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we expect them to do and think through all the things because they're verbally so mature and they like to behave as if they're so mature. And then, Mm -hmm. and then they'll do something. I'm like, yeah, you're 12. Yep. (laughs) That was, I totally had that coming. I totally get it. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so, that's so cute. I love that. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the next one we are doing is called things that work. Um, and this is from a middle school ELA teacher from Houston, Texas. All right. My classroom management is completely dependent upon the relationships I form with my students. That does. Yeah. Here, here. If you don't have a good relationship with your students, you're going to have that classroom in the first story. Like (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) it's so true though. So it says that doesn't work with every teacher, but it has proven successful for who I am and the way that I teach. From the first day of school, <clears throat> I am careful with my language. It isn't my class, but our classroom. I want Ooh, I each. Like I like that too. It gives them I a little I bit of ownership. Steal that. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. Try, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, it's ownership, and I like that too. Mm-hmm. I want each student to feel essential. I let them know when. They are absent. They are going to be missed. Got it. Got it. Um, I, our- you know, I do a really terrible job of that. I, I get so caught up in the day to day that I, I forget how difficult it must be to have missed even just one day in your seven classes and trying to get caught up and caught up. with you know, everything. That I'm, I'm glad this teacher said that because now I can have that in my head for this, this school year. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Our classroom would not function the same without each of us. I achieve this in a few ways. Number one, communication. Number two, classroom jobs. Number three, empathy. Number four, honesty. Number five, connection. Number six, fun. So number one, communication. This is a twofold. One, creating good communication protects me as the teacher. I send a mm. weekly email so parents know what is going on and aren't surprised, and I send out periodic progress reports. <laughs> Student progress in my class should never be a shock. I also tell the parents and students that I want students to communicate with me about their grades and any issues they have. Of course, I am happy to hear from parents, but they're at an age where they need to be the driving force in their own education and advocate for themselves. See, that's... okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that because I listen, I'm totally like if a parent emails me and they're like, oh, well, why does so and so have this grade currently? It's like, well, these are the assignments and these are the ones that so and so have turned in. That's what the See, issue you're is. better than I am. I told them you need to have a conversation with your child. And if their questions can still not be answered after that conversation, then I can then I can communicate with, with them because I'm sorry when you you know, I, I teach seventh and eighth graders. They're, they're perfectly capable mm-hmm. of communicating with their parents what is going on in my class, what they should have done or what they have done or what they need to do, all the things. They can communicate all the things. So before, and I, you know, and I tell my students, and, and for me, it's a learning, like, let's grow. Right. Let's not just get be so used to elementary where my mommy stepped in and now, you know, still takes care of everything. No, let's grow. Mm-hmm. Why don't you communicate with your parent first? If your mom, if you if you just don't have those communication tools yet to get across what your mom needs to know or wants to know or your dad or your grandparent, whoever. Right. Right. But that's fine. Like, I get it. But try first. And have parents, to try. parents out there, give, give <laughs> these kids the credit that they deserve. And let them advocate for themselves. Let them be a driving force. Like this teacher says, let them be a driving force in their own education. It will go better for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know a lot of teachers that just, you know what, there's always bad seeds. And just like every profession, there are bad seed teachers. And I've heard of teachers that say, I just, I don't answer emails to parents. And now I don't think think that's right. Yeah. But if you teach your kid to be the middleman, then that kid has a has an ability to say, hey, parent, I tried having this conversation with my teacher and this is what's going on, parent. And I've done my as far as I can do as a student, because, yes, you can still only do so much. Mm -hmm. I'm like going on tangent. But but at least this kid is trying to advocate for themselves before a parent has to step in. And then for me, it's like, well, your parents stepping in because they need to, you know, (laughs) like. Yeah, you've done what you can. And let him, so can. now we got to move forward. But yeah, I love that. I love, I love that the way too. That. A driving force in their education. I like I just, I'm, wow, this, I like this teacher. I'm just gonna steal all are you're, you're probably gonna like this next part because I'm doing a quick scan over and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so it says, <laughs> during the first week, the students write me an email. Mm-hmm. I get an insight into each student through this email alone wait what is I, this? this oh sorry okay I see that she's an ELA teacher I'm like yes I'm like oh that's interesting how can I include that in my class but that's a really easy connection to ELA but I, I'm sure I could figure it out just do it anyway yes just do it anyway it'll make sense um I am an ELA teacher so of course we go through the structure mechanics and formality of writing an email but the content is the most valuable This is also a life skill through this email and my response. They know they can message me and I will respond. Oh, okay. Now you're showing their importance. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it is a life skill to, you know, to, you have to know how to email depending on the audience. Mm -hmm. Cause let me tell you parents out there, I have read some emails from students. (laughs) (laughs) and I mean with the utmost love in my heart for what I do and knowing that I teach 11 12 and 13 year olds yikes (laughs) (laughs) you know I've I've talked with an ELA teacher about this before it's like they have all the skills to write um completely correctly like grammatically correct and punctuation and all the things and it's like as soon as they walk out of the ELA classroom they suddenly don't have those skills anymore they have so, no idea what they're doing <laughs> right and it's not that they don't they're just like I don't need to do it if I'm not an ELA and it's no 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 that's not why we're teaching this to you in ELA it's not for the moment but, uh, but it is a life skill. And and also on the flip side of, I have received some emails from students that I was incredibly impressed with. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I like that idea. That's I really like that. And, and you know what, that could be like a fun little like introductory thing. Like, Hey, um, here's how you write an email. Send me one real quick. And so that way, Hey, guess what? Now you sent me an email. If you ever have a question, just use this email thread right and you just respond right there reply Mm -hmm. to that message yeah and and i like that she's you know she's stated that she knows or they know the student knows that she will respond so your whatever your information is for me your question is important to me yeah
1: Thank you for listening to Bad Teacher Tales. We all know how well teachers are paid, so to help keep our families from living out of a van down by the river, consider supporting us on Patreon, linked in our episode notes. As we are a self-directed, produced, and funded production, any support is appreciated. To submit a story for consideration, visit our website, badteachertales.com, and follow the link to our Google form. All submissions are anonymous to our listeners. For podcast updates or to interact with the hosts, join us on Instagram or Twitter at Bad Teacher Tales and our Facebook group, Bad Teacher Tales-Podcast.